From bending bars in the gym to bending minds at Mount Tabor, Tony Mendesville does not celebrate his sins, but celebrates Jesus. He doesn't just want to go to church, he wants to be the one to point others to Jesus. Is your health thriving or is it merely surviving? Welcome to Thriving with Chiropractic, where we unpack conditions and lifestyle challenges in order for you to be the best version of health you can possibly be. I'm your host, Dr. Mosier, and my beautiful co-host is my wife, Ellen. Join us on this journey to thrive. Hey folks, Dr. Mosier here, and I have Tony Mendizable with me today. He is the lead pastor over here at Mount Tabor. So how long have you been the lead pastor? So I've been at Mount Tabor uh, coming up on eight years now, and uh, it seems like we just got there, but we're having a lot of fun. Nice. So how did you pastor anywhere else before Mount Tabor? Yeah, so I, uh, I graduated from my undergraduate studies in 2013, and I was pursuing a master's degree in Memphis, Tennessee, and I, I wanted to be gaining practical full-time ministry experience. Like I was worried about having all of my knowledge being classroom-based and not really having any practical ministry experience. So I wanted to start serving in a local church. And so Leah and I moved to Jonesboro, Arkansas. It's like an hour outside of Memphis. And uh, we started pastoring a small church there. Um, spent a little bit of time there, a little over a year. And then the opportunity to move here came up. And uh, we said, man, we're both from Indiana. We'd love to be back closer to family. And uh, so we took the opportunity and it's really been a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, um, why, why did you become a pastor? I know that's a big, yeah. big question. I mean, that's a big, big step in a person's life to become a pastor. Yeah. Big, yeah. Big question. So, um, I am a pastor, so I hope you don't mind. Like I'm about to start preaching. Okay. So I hope we don't have a time limit on this thing, but, um, I guess I'll just start this way. I, I'm not the pastor who grew up going to church. Mm. Like I would go with my mom sometimes. Um, but, um, but I don't know all of the traditions. I don't know all of the things, uh, about, um, you know, why churches do some of the things that they do and why traditions matter. Um, and, and I'll say this, I spent a fair amount of my youth and young adult life doing things that um, I wouldn't recommend that <laughs> people of any age do. Uh, I, I had a priority of um, girls drinking and partying uh, mm -hmm. for a fair amount of my time. And, and I don't say that to say, oh, look at me, like I'm so, I'm so wise to the ways of the world. And you know, I, I, don't, I don't say any of that. Um, and in fact, I like to say it this way. I'll never celebrate my sin. And I've got a lot of sin in my life. I'll never, ever celebrate my sin. I will always celebrate Jesus who rescued me from my sin. And so when that light bulb clicked for me, um, I knew that I wasn't going to be content to just go to church. I wanted to be the person who pointed other people to Jesus. And that's what I want to do with my life. Which is, which is really a powerful testimonial because there's so many people in our world that, well, I, I done X, Y, or Z, mm -hmm. right? And I done all these bad things. How can God use me, mm -hmm. right? And, and I think we've had conversations about this, about uh, Paul. 
yeah. you know, who was Saul and then moved to Paul mm -hmm. or name changed. But yeah. uh, what are your thoughts on, on, on that story? Well, I, mean, I think I love the story. I love the brutal honesty that he has. And so I'm always going to resonate with First Timothy chapter one. Um, Paul says that, man, there's this whole world full of sinners and I'm the most accomplished of all of them. I, I'm the best sinner who's ever walked planet Earth, but God saved me so that he could show you beyond a shadow of a doubt that there's hope for you. You're not too far gone. You're not too big of a sinner. You're not too evil. You're not too broken. God can redeem you and God will redeem you. So I love the story of Saul of Tarsus uh, turning into an effective evangelist. And, and in a lot of ways, I resonate with that story. So... Now I have to ask you, and this is probably a pretty deep question. What's the hard part about being a head pastor of a church of the size that you preach to? Yeah, so this is a, this is a hard question. Um, one of the things that I've always prided myself on is that I don't pretend to know how to do everybody's job. Like, I'm good at the things that I'm good at. And um, I'm really grateful to have an awesome team around me. And... Um, I trust them to do their jobs effectively, and everybody on my team is high-level competent. Um, but, but seeing all of those pieces interact and mesh together, and then getting our entire leadership structure to understand um, what all of these moving pieces are and how they play together and why my team's doing the things that they're doing. Um, it, it's really been a transition for me to say, uh, in the past, I just trust you to do what you're good at. And now I've got to understand why you're doing what you're so good at so I can articulate it to somebody else who doesn't understand it. That's been a really challenging thing for me in this season as Tabor's continued to grow. Wow. I mean, that even business leaders uh, watching this probably are going to get something out of that, that transition that you're making because you're Tabor's continuing to grow, which um, I'll step on this one too. What are your thoughts on, on numbers? You know, should a church focus on numbers or growth or should they not or? Yeah, so I, this is a really good question and I love this question. I have a strong opinion on this one. So I'll start with this. We are not trying to build a big church at Mount Tabor. Like that's not our goal. I know some people would think that or whatever and that's a criticism that we get from time to time. Um, but that's not what we're trying to do. We're not trying to build a big church. What we're trying to do is make heaven crowded. Okay. Um, mm. Wow. And so, that, was, that was awesome. Yeah. So um, should people care about numbers? Absolutely. Because um, a number is the difference between somebody going to heaven and hell. Mm. And, and so if that's the question, yeah, absolutely. We should care about numbers, but not for the sake of building a bigger church, for the sake of people receiving Jesus as their Lord and inheriting eternal life. Yeah, we should absolutely care about numbers. Nice. That was that was. Heaven being crowded. I, yeah, I'm still <laughs> going over that in my mind. Um, now, we've been friends for, for quite some time. We've been seeing each other. Uh, even Seeing each other in a professional capacity. I'd like to, I'd like to just stop and point out here. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I'm married to my wife and he's married to his wife. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, but your whole family comes into the office. Yes. Um, tell us about that. Why did you initially start? What was your experience? Um, yeah, so, um, I think we've talked about this before. 
I grew up in the town I lived in. Mm-hmm. The chiropractor was, he was kind of a weird dude. And, um, and so our family, we didn't really like, the only thing we knew about chiropractic care was like, that guy's weird. So we're not going to do this. Mm-hmm. And then, so I meet my wife and her family has gone to the chiropractor for years. And I'm like, why is like, and so she takes me to her chiropractor. And I'm like, why is this guy touching my back? Like, stop it. I don't know what to do with this. And so, um, I begin to see the benefits of this and then I meet you and I'm like, man, that would be really great to have routine chiropractic care in our lives. And then, you know, we start having kids and uh, we're just really, really seeing a lot of the benefits over the years. Um, not just our friendship, but in man, the health benefits that, that we have because of that. Absolutely. Which you enjoy lifting weights and lifting heavy weights. Yeah. You, you tend to make bars bend. <laughs> you're probably yeah. uh, and you're the strongest pastor I've ever met. I'm honored to have that title. Thank you. So on, on that, thank you for joining us. Yeah, this has been really good. And I think it's been really helpful for our audience. Um, well, let me, I'm going to dive just a little deeper into one thing. So um, I, I think a lot of people might say like, okay, like, I get why um, the guy who's doing manual labor, like construction mm-hmm. or, um, you know, the, the, the guy who does, you know, like this really physical hands-on job, like I get why chiropractic care might make sense for them, but like, you're a pastor, like the heaviest thing you've ever picked up is a book. Like why does chiropractic care matter for you? And and so I would say this question is applicable, um, mm-hmm. not just for pastors, but um, people who got office jobs, you're an accountant, right? You know, you do these different things and like, like well, the heaviest thing I pick up is a calculator. Well, uh, I've noticed a big difference. Um, I, I do. I spend a lot of my day sitting mm-hmm. and I know you've talked to me about this. You've helped me. You've coached me, but I don't have great posture and yes. I'm like self-conscious about this in a video. How long is this video where I can like focus on my posture being good before I can relax, <sighs> you know, but so I don't have great posture mm-hmm. and I spend a lot of my day sitting. And so I do feel pain in my back and in my neck. Um, and uh, like you mentioned, I do lift weights. That's my um, pressure release valve because mm-hmm. life is stressful for everybody. And that's my way of uh, releasing a little bit of pressure. And, and I've seen several different times where, you know, I've, I've had some injuries and I've called you and I've, I've had several instances where I've sustained some injuries and I've had to call you up and I said, Chris, I'm, I can't move my neck. Can you help me out? And, um, that's been a huge benefit. It's been a blessing, uh, for me, um, to know that I can go to work that day, but also professionally, um, but, so that's the professional aspect. And then also personally, it gives me the confidence to keep going to the gym. Because if I knew that, you know, something like that was going to happen and I didn't have um, my friend and my doctor here, yes. uh, I probably wouldn't continue to lift the way that I do. But you give me the confidence to continue pursuing something that I love, which you lifting the way you do is giving you so much health benefits for the long term. Yeah, because we're about the same age. We're in our early 30s, <laughs> but you plan on being a pastor and, you know, saving souls for, you know, the next 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I. You know, I, people ask me sometimes, like, why do you lift? Do you want to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, I don't want to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. My goals are pretty simple. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to play catch with my kids. I want to be able to shoot basketball with my kids. I want to be able to play and run and have energy for my kids um, for as long as I need to. So, uh, yeah, I'm chiropractic 
enables me to achieve those goals, and I'm really grateful for it. Well, thank you, and thank you for joining us. Oh, man, this is fun. When do I get to come back? Anytime you want. <laughs> this is going to be good. Well, thanks. Thank you for joining us, and stay tuned for next week's Thriving with Chiropractic. Thank you for joining. We truly hope Thriving with Chiropractic is making a positive impact on your health and wellness. Please comment and share this episode. We would love to hear from you. And as always, remember, your story matters.